Welcome to the FinPro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to FinProBusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. What is up, Fit Pros? I want to welcome you to another episode of the Fit Pro Business Show. Thank you for tuning in. This is a brand new series where I'll be interviewing in the trenches fitness business owners and we'll be learning about their start in the fitness industry, their successes and their struggles with their business, as well as what keeps them motivated. So if you're wanting to move your business forward faster and learn from business owners that are currently doing it, then stay tuned in. Today I'm interviewing Keon Ameli. Keon, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And did I pronounce your last name right? It's, it's Amelie, but no, no worries. It's, uh, it's the least phonetic name you'll see. <laughs> Amelie, thank you. And he is the yep. owner of? Momentum Fitness. Momentum Fitness. Yep. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, Keon, how long have you been in the industry? I have been a personal trainer, uh, gosh, for like 15 years now. I've been running my own gym for the last 10 years. Um, the first four of those were probably, I call them my MBA. That was when <laughs> yeah. I was making no money. Uh, my, my wife, we, uh, we were living off her salary pretty much, and I was trying to figure this whole thing out. So, yeah, I've been doing this for uh, almost the majority of my life. Two more years, when I hit 17 years, it'll be the majority of my life, which is wild. Yeah, I know. It's kind of hard to believe. I like, like we were talking in advance and I've been in the industry for 15 years and man, time just seems like it's continuing flying by. And I would, I'm, I'm with you. Like I had started my business and like, I needed to start making money like ASAP. Like my wife was staying at home with the kids and she's like, okay, you can do this, but you better show me how you're going to make some money so we can pay the bills. I had a mortgage and stuff. So like I hit the gate, like running, like full responsibility. Um, so a little bit different than you, but I still personally feel like I'm still figuring out this thing, uh, called, you know, running a personal chain business, running a business and trying to, am I breaking up? No, uh, yeah, I was just turning off one thing. So oh, okay. I was um, making sure, making sure um, my um, all my other stuff was shut off. I had Dropbox uh, no uploading in the background. I was like, no, no, no. So I still feel like personally, I'm still learning and growing as a business owner and adapting to changes in the industry. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Absolutely, it's. Uh, I mean, it's grow or die, man. You know, it's one of those things. Like you feel like you have it, and then something shifts, and you know, you don't have it anymore. And uh, it's it's a constantly moving bubble. Now, what's as far as you getting into the industry, what kind of drew you to personal training and running your own business? Well, shoot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So when I was in high school, I was a kind of a chubby kid, you know, kind of that, that standard, like I was a drama kid. I was, uh, you know, comfortable with my body, but I didn't really, you know, like turn off, didn't really care. Yeah. Um, but when I got to be 18, my, uh, my high school best friend, he asked me to, to play water polo with, polo with him. So I was, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, water polo. And I get in there. It's like, you know, me, this hairy, chubby Persian kid, and then these, like, jacked Adonises, like, bronze. I'm like, huh, this is slightly <laughs> uncomfortable. And so uh, at, right out of high school, I got my ACE certification. Um, and I thought, you know, like, once I get certified, I'll just take care of my own health. That'll be, um, that'll be what I'll do. Yeah. I got my undergraduate degree in communication studies uh, from Westmont College and was personal training on the side, you know, doing it because I loved it got into, um, competitive rugby. wasn't very good, but I played anyways. It was a good time. 
And uh, the whole while I was training on the side, I was studying for the LSATs, going to get to law school. And while oh, wow. I was studying that, I was like hating law school and like getting distracted by personal training blogs. I'm like, this might be a sign that I'm doing <laughs> the wrong thing. And so uh, I went into personal training full time, sucked at sales really bad. So I moved back up from LA where I was living at the time uh, to the Bay Area, uh, worked at a couple gyms doing group training and one-on-ones and hated it. The culture was awful. Uh, I think that uh, that what we do to one another as personal trainers is probably the, the biggest like bullshit thing we do. Um, yeah. Like we treat each other really bad. We steal clients. We uh, we badmouth each other. We get into infighting. And so I was like, you know what? I want to create a place where it's all about just seeing clients get results. So I opened up yeah. my own gym uh, with my mom in a 500 square foot space, and oh, nice. uh, we're in about 6,000 square feet now. Ten ten years later. So. Wow. Yeah. My, actually, you said 500 square foot space. When I opened my first little studio, it was about the same 500 square feet. Um, super yeah. tiny. I was like, man, I need to keep my overhead low because I need to make money. Um, yep. And then uh, with, within eight months, I had branched into a larger facility, which is what I'm in now. And nice. even now, my facility, in compared to, uh, comparison to others, is uh, significantly smaller. I run about a 2,000 square foot facility. Um, and it keeps my overhead low and allows me to make, you know, some decent money. Yeah. And that's, I think it's one of those things like we get this in our heads. Like we, like we're a big ego people, like personal trainers. Yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, think, Oh, we gotta be better. We gotta be better. We gotta be bigger. Bigger is always better. And it's like, you know what? Like if you can be a more efficient in 2000 square feet, that's far superior than, you know, having six, 7,000, 10,000 square foot and like having to constantly struggle each month. So right. It's, right. uh, you know, it's what makes more sense for finances and as opposed to, you know. Ultimately, what matters is not how big your facility is, it's how much money you're bringing home at the end of the day. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and also, I think what you touched on was important, too, for other personal trainers to know that our industry is, I don't know why it's like this in our industry where we feel like we're competing against one another. Because I think it is a very competitive industry. And I think most guys that get into this industry are naturally very competitive. And um, unlike yeah. other, you know, professions where like you know there's several dentists in town they have like meetups amongst dentists they don't feel like they're competing with one another um i'm not sure why that is in our in our culture as far as running a personal training business but um i feel you on that one that's part of the reason why i do this show so that we can all know that we're in this together we're all running businesses and as long as we carve out our niche in the market you shouldn't have any problems running and generating business Dude, I remember I so I was in Alan Cosgrove's mentorship for a long time. Uh-huh. I, I owe a lot of my success to those to Alan and Rachel. And uh, gosh, I remember he, he was saying something like, "We have a twenty percent penetration rate into the market as personal trainers and micro gyms." It's like there is like we could have double the amount of gyms and still like everyone yeah. there be there be food for everyone. Um, I think it's a, it's a scarcity mindset, and uh, it's it's something that um, it. <sighs> it puts us in this weird position where we're fighting for the same clients as opposed to figuring out ways where we can reach new people. Like, um, that, I think that's the, the biggest thing. It's like, how do we get the people who are not coming to gyms? I don't want to, I don't care about the people who have 24 hour fitness memberships, right. let them keep those who's sitting on the couch and need my help. That's really what I want. Yeah, definitely. So in running your business for the last, you said 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. What, um, what's been the biggest struggle for you over the last 10 years? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it, it changes. Um, as you grow, uh, things change and, you know, 
first it was client acquisition. I think acquisition is always the biggest yeah. uh, struggle for a lot of people. It's, you know, lead acquisition. How do I get people to know about me? Then it's, uh, you know, sales and marketing and, and, and lead nurture. So, so once I've got the lead, how do I get them actually to sit in front of me? Then it's the actual sale. Like, how do I get them to give me money? Right. And it's the, the fulfillment piece. And then as you get to fulfillment, then it's like, oh, I need staff. And once I get staff, it's like, how do I manage the staff so that they continue to deliver the great service so I don't have to worry about retention? So that was, that's been my, my main struggle is like, you know, I think lead generation has gotten easier now that we have Facebook. Um, yeah. And now we have, you know, simple marketing techniques where you can turn things on and off. Uh, when I got started, it was the, the beginning of Facebook advertising, but still print was, was what you were supposed to do. You're right. supposed to do mailers and all that. Um, and then quickly it evolved. So that was, I think that's, that's a piece that I, I think is, is, has been solved. Um, sales, you know, you either get good at it or you go away. Um, and so that's <laughs> something I've, I've gotten relatively good at. Um, I used to be really high pressure with my sales, but I think that that's something that, you know what, like if there's a, if you give a compelling lead up, you don't need to push someone over the edge. Um, Absolutely. you just need to ask them like, does that sound good? You know, can you, are you convinced I'm going to help you with your, with your goals pretty right. much? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's interesting too, like in our industry, like there's a lot of talk, uh, a lot of talk about, you know, certifications, you know, you have to get this certification to service this sort of clientele, but from a business perspective and somebody running a business, like you have to like know how to like drive traffic to your business. You have to know how to acquire leads and you have to know how to get them in, get in front of them and you have to know how to close them on, you know, purchase pro- programs that you have to offer. And I don't think there's enough emphasis put on business owners to when you're getting into the industry about how important that aspect of running a business is. Absolutely. We had an intern who started with us um, and she's just recently opened her business. So this was probably five years ago. She started with us. She went off to college and now she's starting to do her own online thing. I look at it and it's like, and she's like, you know, she's doing well. She's picking up clients. She's at that very starting stage. But I'm like, dude, do this, do this, do this. I'm trying to help her through Mm -hmm. because you're, you're right. Like the emphasis is on the pissing match of like, what periodization scheme is best or, uh, you know, like, Oh, is it keto? Is it calorie balance? Is it whatever? It's like, no one cares. Like just get in front of people and help them. Right. Right. Absolutely. So now that we've kind of discussed some of your struggles, you know, that you've had over the years, which is normal for business owners, like just learning and growing. I think each phase of your business brings on a new challenge. Like when you're first starting out and you're in the grind, you're maybe working like for a lot of us who started our business, 12, 16 hours a day, servicing clients, getting up early, staying late. Like you're responsible for everything, including scrubbing the toilets. I know I was when I first started my business. Um, That is easy to just get, you know, each phase of your business, like I was saying, brings a new challenge. So there was that challenge of working a lot of hours, servicing a lot of clients. Well, then I got too many clients and I'm like, I can't keep up with this many clients. Well, now I need to bring in a staff member. So that was my new challenge. And then you bring in a staff member. Well, then now it's like, okay, well, like I'm too busy to like run errands and clean toilets. So like I need to bring in another staff member. So I think along the way, like your business has so many different phases that it's constantly, you're constantly adjusting and adapting and you're bringing in new problems, which is a good thing, but it's things you have to learn from as well. Yeah, absolutely. Nailed it. Now, um, let's talk about some of the successes you, you've had to your, with your business and what you attribute that to. Gosh, yeah. I mean, the fact that we've been open for 10 years, that's, yeah, you know, that's, that's, awesome. a, that's a win right there. Um, I, and I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, just not stopping and not quitting and understanding that there are ebbs and flows. Like, uh, 
I think having a good team around me has helped a lot and uh, understanding like what it makes to sustain a team. Like I've, I've done some terrible managerial things, made really bad decisions with team members and uh, some things I regret and uh, friendships I've lost because of, yeah. of those decisions. I started my, my gym off with uh, two of my close friends. They were the, my first two hires and uh, because of decisions they made and I made, like we no longer speak. And so I think that's, that's one thing is like learning to grow based off of those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I regret that, like how that went down and yeah. it's like, okay, cool. How do I do that? I, uh, how do I avoid that in the next grouping of, mem- of, of employees and how do I do that again and again? And so, um, you know, there's the, <laughs> the, you either win or you, you learn. That's the, you know, there's <laughs> right, the quote, right. um, which is super cheesy, but it's true. You know, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that's like fall down seven times, get up eight, like exactly. all of that, those little things where you just, you make the decision, like this one's not going to be the one that puts me down. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, he has this thing where he says, you know, like everyone's always searching for the goal, the goal, the goal, the goal. And really the goal is just to keep playing, right? You all, the goal is just to keep playing the game yeah. for as long as possible. And so I think that that mindset has really helped me out where I got out of this, like, got to hit 200 clients, got to make a million dollars, got to get this, got to get that. You know, it's like, who cares? As long as I'm helping people, I can live the life I want to live. Like, that's good. Like, yeah. I'm happy there. Um, the, 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 the fake entrepreneurial mindset of like hustle, crush it, uh, grind, yeah. it, it doesn't drive with my personality style. So. Um, I think owning that and owning who you are as a person mm-hmm. is is a big thing uh, for 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 running a business. Like, what kind of lifestyle do you want to lead? So, right. that's what I attribute a lot of my success to. My family has been a massive support. Um, you know, like I said, I work with my mom. She runs our oh, our Pilates awesome. studio, and um, yeah, it's a good time. And you know, we've come into a, a really good working relationship. Um, you know, my my dad works out with us in the gym. My brothers are both really close, so it's good to have family around. Yeah, um, so I, I'll definitely. Um, do that. And, you know, I, this is probably uh, de- deviating. There's a lot of people who have this, this idea that uh, you have to be self-made, right? Like you can't take any help. You gotta, it's like, man, I, I, of course I'm not self-made. Like I needed <laughs> the help. I needed to be, you know, it's like, I have the, the, I, I'm not self-made because I don't have the, I, I, I got my first client, you know, like they helped me get the next client, the next client, the next yeah. client. It's like, I would not be where I am if it wasn't for help. And I am so grateful for the people who, who helped me get to year 10 and the people who continue to get me to year 11 and 12 and, and grow the business. So, um, I think that's, yeah, those, yeah. those are some of the big things that have helped, uh, helped us. No, I, I love that. I love that. I completely agree with you a hundred percent. There's no way that you do this on your own. Like even I was just talking about my story with my business. Like my wife was home with the kids like all day by herself. Like, you know, I was literally just working, working, working while I was growing this thing. So without her support with the kids and her supporting the business in that way aspect, like there's no way it could have be here, you know, 15 years later, as well as like family members that came in and put together equipment and, you know, brought in flooring. I mean, just all of those things just really help you with your business. And I also love the fact that you said, like, I, I think us as entrepreneurs or business owners, like constantly grinding, constantly grinding for the next target, the next goal. And I think it's important for us to sit back and realize, like, listen, we're living like a dream right now, especially if you're in an industry that you really love and that you're passionate about and you're helping people um, the way that you are, like, that's amazing. And you should sit back and appreciate it and also just continue to learn and grow and look for new ways to optimize your business and be happy with where you're at. Absolutely. Nailed it. So now 
on touching on that, what keeps you motivated with your business? I know, like you said, it goes up and down. And I feel that same way within my business. Sometimes I'm up, you know, super motivated about maybe something that new that I'm offering. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I lose motivation. Um, what keeps you motivated in your, in your business and what keeps you your eye on the prize, I guess you should say. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a uh, motivation. It's one of those fickle things, right? You know, like, because we're constantly motivating our, our members, our students, right. and and helping them through the you know like stay motivated, get the six pack or the the next goal, the next goal, the next goal. Um, I think when it comes to business, like if you use those little chunks of motivation, like the oh if I hit X amount of money or this amount of clients, like, like that will ultimately fail you. I don't think those are sustainable ways of getting to the next level. You have to think bigger than that, even like bigger than you know hitting the ultimate goal. You have to think of okay, what is the like what's what's going to make me ultimately happy. Right. And so uh, that's what keeps me motivated. It's like, hey, I have two kids. Like, I love my, my, my two daughters. I have, a, I have a wife and a house and things I enjoy doing. Um, and I want to continue to travel. So th- that, that's like the, those are the things that keep me motivated. And then I think the more ethereal thing is like, I know that when people spend more time around me, I can optimize their potential. Like, I can optimize them outside of just fitness, nutrition, all that stuff. I can make them a better human being. I think that's what God put me down in this earth for is to optimize the people who are surrounding me. And so um, if I don't do that, I'm ultimately looking at the gifts that I have and saying, nah, they're not good enough or nah, you know, I'm not going to use them right. to, my, to my potential. So that, that's what gets me going. It's like, um, it, is that the more good I do for people, the more good in the world will happen, you know, and, and it's kind of, you know, it's that, that ripple effect. Like if I can help more and more people, they can go and help more and more people live the lives they're supposed to lead. And, uh, ultimately our little corner of the world gets better because of it. Absolutely. And ultimately, like as a business owner running a business, you're providing a service that's value to people and you're adding value to people's lives. And if that doesn't jack you up, and then I don't really know what is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you're selling trinkets, like I don't get it when, you know, like maybe you look at like Jeff Bezos, like you sell him like a billion dollars in Amazon a day or whatever it is. Like you're helping people by getting the things that they want and you're helping people by giving them jobs. That, that kind of stuff doesn't motivate me. You know, it's like, it's like helping people get to the next level. That's, that's exciting. Now, if you could give somebody that's like in the trenches in their business, maybe feeling stuck, what one piece of advice would you offer up to somebody that is either maybe just starting their business, not sure in what, sure what direction yeah. to go, or if they're feeling stuck within their business? Yeah, I think there's, there's, uh, there's well, you said one, so I'll stick to one. Uh, oh, you can <laughs> give multiple. <I'm> just <laughs> so like, turn, I think you have to turn off the, the voices, right? Like there's so many damn voices telling you like, what's good, what's bad, what's this, what's that. Like find one good coach and go with that person. Like I've gone, I've had, since I opened the business, I had, let's see, uh, I was Steve Hockman and Bedros Cooley, and those mm-hmm. were my first business yeah, coaches. <laughs> then I was, uh, yeah, great guys. They, they, I, I'm thankful for them. They, they helped me like get over some, some limiting factors. I had the Cosgroves. I had um, Tom Plummer, uh, Todd uh, Durkin, Martin Rooney, uh, Alex Hormozzi. Like I've gone through, like I've, you know, I've had a mentor, and I think that's that's been something. Uh, that, that a lot of business owners overlook is that you need a coach. Like if we are proposing, like saying and proposing to our students that, that they need a coach to get to the next level in fitness, then it's obvious that we as, we as business owners need someone to get us to the next level. And right. so choosing that person that, vi- that resonates with you is, is extremely important. Like you can't just like say, well, X person like is seeing X results. So I should do that. It's like, is that person leading the lifestyle you want to lead or at least developing systems to get to the lifestyle I want to lead? Right. 
there are a lot of business coaches like, Hey, you know, it's like, you gotta do work with me because I'm going to get you to build. It's like, there's this one guy on, on Instagram, um, always pops up on my feed <laughs> and he's like always posting photos about like, with like half, like, like scantily clad women, yeah, like, yeah. you know, this guy closed a thousand dollars in an hour. Da, da, da. I'm like, this, this guy just doesn't jive with me. I would right. never want to work with him no matter how good, like, uh, uh, how good results I could get. Like, I don't like him as a person and that to me matters. So, uh, first thing, yeah, get like, shut down the voices, listen to one person. And then second thing is focus on the education, but don't focus on the, the certification, right? Like you mentioned it before, yeah. like so many people get just inundated. I'm RKC and CKB and FSF, you know, like <laughs> all these different, like, you know, acronyms and the general population is like, yeah, but can you help me not be fat? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's the, like, that's the big thing hanging in the room. And then we just get these, these pissing fights about stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. And that frustrates me so much. So, um, like get the base certification so that you have a driver's license and then drive. Right. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And I also, you know, what you're saying about the coaching aspect, find somebody that resonates with you, that resonates with, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, has accomplished what you're trying to accomplish and is going to keep you accountable, just like we hold our clients accountable and, um, with your goals in your business. Yeah. Now, how can the audience uh, connect with you? Yeah, mostly I'm on uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on I'm not on Twitter. I have a Twitter handle, but if you reach out to me there, I won't get back to you. It's I, I've tried to get into that so many times, um, but uh, I'm on Instagram mostly. That's where I like to spend my time. I enjoy it. Maybe it's a millennial thing. I'm not sure, uh, but it's, you can either search my name, Keon Amelie, or Meat and Macros. I really like to grill in my, my off time, like smoke meats and all that stuff. So nice. that's kind of why we went with that. Um, we do online coaching. Uh, so we, we do a hybrid coaching program where we do zoom meetings like this. Um, we do a lot of uh, individualized programming and then we just got on the train heroic marketplace as well. So if you want training designed by me, written by me, uh, you can go to train heroic and just uh, search for team momentum. Um, and you can buy our programming and check it out. Awesome. I'll include all of those links in the uh, show notes. Keon, I think we just really just laid out there what it is, what it takes to be successful in the fitness industry. Everybody has their own path. You know, don't try to compare yourself to somebody else, you know, run your race, be satisfied with where you're at, but also continue to look to grow. And uh, ultimately, you know, surround surround yourself with people that are going to help hold you accountable and help push your business forward. Absolutely, man. Yeah. It's a, it's all about like leading a good life. I think when it comes down to it, like you yeah. get into this to lead a good life. And if it, if you get frustrated day after day, you're not leading a good life, like in the interim, like there's no way that you can lead a good life in the long term. Like your day has to be so good. And you have to love not every minute, but you have to love a good majority of it um, to lead a good life. And so I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I think too, ultimately like to get to that, you know, what somebody's start point is like where we're at in our businesses, we didn't start there. So don't compare your start to somebody's, you know, 10, 15 year in, you know, just be where you're, be where you're at and realize that you will, you're going to get there, but it, you have to put in the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Kian, again, like I said, I want to, I want to thank you for your time and like all the value you provided on this interview. My pleasure. It was, it was, uh, it was great chatting with you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session.